Hi, Parshas Miketz, Hanukkah, Tufshin Pei Beis. Before we start, mention this year is sponsored by Ira Wisnesser and family in memory of Ira's father's uh, yard site, Avram Ben Shmuel. The 18th yard site, which falls out on the 28th of Kislev this week. Again, sponsored by Ira Wisnesser and family in memory of his father, Avram Ben Shmuel, in honor of the 18th yard site. We thank you for the, we thank the Wisnessers for the sponsorship. Okay, let's begin our discussion of Parshas Miketz, Tufshin Pei Beis and Inyane Hanukkah that we, we hope to have. <laughs> and um, obviously some of the thoughts will relate to both. As, uh, as we know on the Jewish calendar, it's always the uh, connection between the Parsha and the uh, time of year is always pretty, uh, pretty straightforward. Says the uh, Medrash at the beginning of the Parsha that's quoted in the uh, Argadalia. Says the Argadalia. Um, in source number one, Vahimikation Asayim Yamin. Bemedrash maybe I'll say, Hakra Kates Sam Lachoshech. Kates Sam Lachoshech. Hashem put a Kates, an end to the darkness. Zman Nasan Laolam. Kamashanim Yaaseh Baafela. How many years will be for the darkness? Umad Tam Kates Sam Lachoshech. And what does it mean? What's the Tam? What is the reason for the ends? We'll have to see what this means. Shekal Zman Sheyetzahara Baolam. When the Yetzirah is in the world, then there's darkness in the world. Okay, that's not our, our day of tonight that we're going to focus on. We're going to focus on the second day. There was a time to Yosef how long he was going to be in the Beis HaSurim. How long was he going to be in the jail? And once the time came, Kivan Shigia Hakates Chalam Paro Chalom. And once the time came, Paro had a dream. Paro Chalom, Paro had a dream. The last time we remember, the last time we met Yosef, he was sitting in jail after he spoke to the Saramashkim and the Saraofim, and they forgot about him. And he starts off this parsha in jail, ends up the viceroy of the of the uh, of the kingdom. But what's the pshat? What's the deep message of this medrash? That's the first step. Hashem puts a kates. Hashem puts a uh, end to the to the uh, to the choshech to the to the uh, darkness. What exactly is that? Uh, is that tell? Says the Argadalia. The opposite of what we usually think. The medrash reveals to us why Paro had a dream. Was it that? He just had a bad day. Was he had? A, did he have anxiety? We think Yosef got out of jail because Paro had a dream. What was first? Paro had a dream, and therefore he needed an interpreter, and therefore Yosef came out of jail. The Medrash says exactly the opposite. It was time for Yosef to get out of jail. That was the end of the darkness. That's what came first, ontologically. That's what comes first, conceptually. And once that's true, so Hashem says, okay, how do I do this? So to speak, Paro has a dream. There was a certain amount of time. There was a time how long Yosef was supposed to be in the pit. 
often in life we get mixed up with the cause and the effect. What's first and what's last? What's the goal and what are the means? Ke'inyin hazeh continues Rav Gadal Yashor. Ke'inyin hazeh matzinu be'geulas Mitzrayim. We find something similar in Gulas Mitzrayim. Dichsiv vayizaku v'tal shavasam elo elokim. They cried to Hashem. Vayed elokim and Hashem knew. Hashem knew and realized the difficulties and the trauma that they were going in. Shepashtus kavonis hamikrahu. The pashtus of the pasagiz kal yidei mashe zaku v'hispalu. It's through the tefillah al yidei zeva yidei elokim. That's true in a certain sense. Yes. But we also understand the opposite. Yes, tefillah achieves, and tefillah has unbelievable power beyond what we can even comprehend. As the Gemara says at the end of Mesechah's Nida, everything needs tefillah. Nothing's going to happen without tefillah. Even if HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted it to happen, it's not going to happen if we didn't ask for it. But even so, there's another level of 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 a cause and effect in the reality in which Hashem created. Hashem focused on us. Who inspired them to David in Mitzrayim? HaKadosh Baruch Hu knew it was time to come out, so He inspired them. He made it easy for them, so to speak, to David. So too through all geulos. Sha'af shenire kama pa'amim la'ayin adam shezeha yasiba l'geula o davar acher. Often we say, oh, it's because of this, it's because of that, it's because of this king and this president and this ruling. This is why this happened. This is why. And we could even read, we could read history books that in hindsight explain everything. You know, how this, this uh, ruling power came to be. And we could give logical explanations. It's all starts. Hashem decided. That was it. Again, we might be able to sometimes make it happen earlier. Right? What does the Gemara say? Based on the Pasik, Be'ita Achishena. Be'ita Achishena. In its time, I will hasten it. As the Gemara says, Be'ita, if we're not Zoche. But Zachu Achishena. If we're Zoha, then Hashem will hasten it. And that's what we daven for as we're celebrating in the midst of, of Hanukkah, as we sing Mo's Sur, which talks about each of the Geulos, Mitzrayim and Bavel, and Yavan, and the last stanza, where we daven to get redeemed from the Gullus that we're in. Chasov Zeroa Kachecha. Bekarev Ketz HaYeshua. Please reveal, reveal your arm. Kaviyachol. That always means the Romans. That means the Gaulus Edom, Gaulus Esav. What we're still in, what we're still here. It's been so long, but we know, we know Hashem has that has that uh, time that it's going to the, the ending time. But we want it earlier. Want it earlier as much as we can. And that's what he says. It happened once in these days. On the left side. And the Medr says, from the beginning of time, the Choshech has a limit. Hashem helped us. And then we were able to, to do our Ishtablus with that. 
Hashem said, the time is going to come, but who's going to be the ones to stand up? Who's going to be the ones to, to take advantage? The Hashmonam felt this. And therefore, that's what happened. So it happened to Yosef. It was time for Yosef to get out of jail. It was time for the Jews to get out of Mitzrayim. It was time for the Hashmonam to beat the Yavanim. And also, line 16, as I just mentioned, There are many times, Chazal tell us, throughout, there, there might have been, you know, times that Mashiach could have come in the days of Chizkiah, and other times, Psukim and Daniel, that we don't really understand, but maybe we didn't, we didn't, you know, do like the Chashmonaim during those times. We weren't the clay kibble that we could have been. And therefore, we haven't yet been, we haven't yet been Zohar. But again, these are the times that every year, often I try to mention the B'nai Saskar, who says that the, I mentioned it last year, last week also, right? The, it's not just holidays that we remember, but the holidays are in the power of those days on the calendar, is the power to have those Nisim again. So if we had Geula and we had Nisim in this time period, we have to daven that we be Zohar to the Nisim again, during this time period as well. Okay. We continue. As again, most of the time we spend on the parsha, we'll have a thought on Hanukkah, and again, many of the thoughts relate to Hanukkah anyway. So Yosef, it's time to get up, it's time to get out. They quickly took him out of the bar. They gave him a haircut. They changed his clothing. Paro. He came to Paro. Rashi. Why do you have to get a haircut? Because you can't go to be in front of the king if you don't have a haircut. If you look uh, unkept, you need to get a haircut. But the Gemara says in Masechus Tainus that the king, a Jewish king, has to get a haircut, you know, once uh, once a week. Well, I'm sorry, once every day. Every day. The king is every day. Kohen Gadol is once a week. Kohen Emer once a month. But every day so, but again, when you see the king, you have to get a haircut. Chazal tell us, question that bothers some of the Achronim, what day did Yosef get out of jail? What was this day? Right? What was this day? So Chazal say uh, it was Rosh Hashanah. In Mesechah's Rosh Hashanah, the Gemara tells us all the things that happened on, Inyani, on Rosh Hashanah. I think Daf Yud, Daf Yud Aleph. So it was Rosh Hashanah. So asked the Chassam Sofer, as other Achronim, say, how could Yosef get a haircut? It was Rosh Hashanah. It was Rosh Hashanah, and we know that Chazal tell us that Kiyam Abbas called Torah Kul Nitna, the Abbas kept the Torah even before it was given. Say, how could Yosef get a haircut? What was it, Pikoch Nefesh? Pikoch Nefesh, he would have been killed otherwise? Yesh Lafari says the Chassam Sofer. Yosef kept the Torah before it was given. How did he allow them to give him a haircut? Okay, he didn't cut his own hair. Sounds like they, the Egyptians cut, but how did he let them do that? That's Rashi. That's Rashi. Rashi is telling us, it's not stam, no reason. You can't do malach on yantif. But letzarech malchus, to have a guy do it for you, that's okay. 
Right? It was by Galach. The Egyptians did it by they covered Malchus. And he says, Ledach Hashach, Yeredeya Kuf Tzadiches Benekudis HaKesef Sham. Delatzorach Mitzvah Shari. And Hilchas Nida. It's Machlokas between the Shach and the Taz. About a woman who did not cut her nails before going to the Mikvah. So our Minog, the Ramak, the Shokonah quotes, the Minog is to cut the nails in order for there, just in case there might be dirt under the nails. That's the Minog. What happens if a woman didn't cut her nails? She forgot or she ran out of time and it's Shabbos now. So what do you do? So you can't cut the nails. That's an Isidaraisa. What? Not go to the Mikvah. So there's a machlokas between the Shach and the Taz. What about Amir La'akum? What about having a non-Jew cut the nails? The Taz says, no. Taz says, no, just clean and a non-Jew can't do it because maybe Misayeh Ayesh Mamish. There's a Gemara about Makif and Nikaf and Gemara Makas Davchaf. But the Shach says, no, it's L'Tzorach Mitzvah. You can, have a, you can have a guy do it. Says the Chassam Sofer, oh, that's exactly what Yosef did. Yosef Paskin like the Shach, so to speak. But that is the Chassam Sofer's suggestion about the depth of Rashi. What's Rashi telling us? Obviously, you're going to see the king. So what's Rashi adding? No, Rashi's saying why it's Mutter on Yantav, L'Tzorach Malchus. That's the Tzorach. That's the Tzorach Mitzvah that, that uh, Yosef acted for. One answer. There's another answer suggested if you look in the Nachasvi. Rav Gross quotes this from, he quotes the question from the Chassam Sofer, and he says, I'm going to give another answer. Everyone agrees. I'm not sure where he gets that from. Everyone agrees. There are many answers to the following point that he's about to say. And that is the issue of Avos keeping the Torah. So he quotes the Ramban. This is definitely the Ramban. There are many others that don't accept the Ramban, that give other answers. But the Ramban is the one that says, in Parshas Toldos and other places, the Avos kept Kala Torah Kula only in Eretz Yisrael. Only in Eretz Kenan. The Avos Seinu HaKadoshim HaYemekayim Enes HaTorah Rach Be'Eretz Yisrael Avalo B'Chutz La'Aretz Asher Be'Gal Kain That's why the Ramban explains Me'isar Rachel B'Derech Miyad B'Vol Eretz Yisrael that's why Rachel Menu died right on the way back because Yaakov couldn't be married and live with two wives in Eretz Yisrael. When he was with Lavan, fine. Remember that Gemara? The Gemara in Meseches Psachim. Who's going to bench at the Sudash Mashiach? Yaakov says, I can't bench. I married two sisters. Which in Eretz Yisrael would have been a problem. Ulam calls While they were in Chutzlaretz, lo hayachal alav ha'isr. Then they weren't have, didn't have Yisurim. Why should that be? That's not for now, but that's the Ramban Shita. That's why Rachel Imenu had to die on the way in. And Yosef here was obviously in Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim. That's why he let him, um, he let him cut his hair. Because it was chutzlaretz, okay. But there's a problem though with this, and he notes this. Question: Some of the Rishonim ask. The Gemara says in Maseches Chulin on Daf Pehei, a pasuk later in our parsha, which by the we'll get to later. V'tzvach tevach v'hachein Yosef. When the brothers come to Egypt, he prepares food for them, and he tells his staff, V'tzvach tevach, which means to shecht. Shech the animal, the hachain, and prepare it and show them that you shechted it properly. Parallel and Open up the base shechita. So one second. They're in Mitzrayim. Hilcha shechita? What do you mean? 
So he let her give him a haircut because he didn't hold the mitzvahs of Chutz Laaretz. But one second, what about, what about Shechita? What about Shechita? So he gives another answer. The Yeshlomar, really, Me'ikar Hadin, he didn't have to keep the mitzvahs in Chutz Laaretz. But where he could, he tried to be machmir. Even a chutzlaretz. If there was no downside. If there was no risk on the other side. The Yosef atzad hechmer al-atzmo, b'madevshar, v'asal of nimishur asadin. V'kiyem mitzvah shchita, gam l'atzmo. So he kept shchita. What's wrong with that? That's not hurting anybody. That's not risking anything. But giluach was l'sorach malchus, as Rashi says. So he could be machmer on the toes of, of not giving covet to the melech. That he couldn't do. That he couldn't do. He didn't have the to be most nefesh on that. Again, this answer of the Nachlatzvi reflects uh, the idea that I think we mentioned years before. Again, another, another one of the answers to the question of how the Avos seem to, so to speak, have some violations, even though they kept the call to Arkula. But Yaakov married two sisters, and some of the Avos built a Matseva, which later the Torah is going to answer. I'm his beach of one stone. So, so what exactly, uh, how do you answer that question? Many answers given, but one is suggested by Rav Chaim Ivalajan in the Nefesh Achayim and the Arachayim HaKadosh. Later on, I think, in Bracious, they both suggest that, remember, they're Enu Mitzvah Vyose. They might be doing the mitzvahs, but as an Enu Mitzvah Vyose, if somebody's an Enu Mitzvah Vyose, there's more flexibility in terms of their fulfilling and not fulfilling. If there's a negative in fulfilling an Enu Mitzvah Vyose, then I don't do it. Even the Losa says, generally there's, there's no, you know, in the by Losa says. Is there a lacharchila for women, Aisha's Kohen, not to go to a cemetery? Is there a lacharchila for that? Probably not, we don't find that. But, but usually here, Yosef had flexibility in terms of other values. And Yaakov Avinu saw Baruah Kacho that he had to marry these two sisters to build the Shifteka. And therefore, if he had a Tzivui not to, then it's like to talk about. You have to do what you have to do. Remember the Lushan that Yishayo Hanavi told Chizkiyo in Brachas Davyud, right? My Demifkadis Gabei, What you have to do, you have to do. You see in the Ruach HaKodesh that your son's going to be a Russia? That's not your business. That's not your business. You have to do what you have to do. You have a Misopuravu. So, so to here, that, that idea is reflected. Yosef tried to be machmer when he could, but if there was another value, then there was flexibility in terms of giving up on certain mitzvos and, and um, violating, so to speak, certain others. But either way, two answers to the question about Yosef getting a haircut on, on uh, Rosh Hashanah. Uh, another answer could, for, to, to, to that kasha about what's the difference between shechita and, and giluach and others uh, might be assays versus los assays. That's the Maharal's answer. In Parshas Vayigash, that the Avos did all the assays, they did all the assays, but the lowest assays they weren't as makpid on. Why should that be? Avos Hashem, Yiras Hashem, and that doesn't fit with the Tariq Mitzvah Shemarti. But either way, according to that, Shchit is a Mitzvah Assay, and therefore they did. He did it, right? The um, other Isurim of uh, of the Isur Giluach is a lowest assay. Okay, another possibility. Moving right along. So Yosef Hatzadik interprets the dreams. And he's the only interpretation that Paro trusts. Yosef Paro, Paro Echadu, 
What Hashem's going to do, he told Paro. Cows and, and, bush, and bushels. And after the interpretation of the dream, Yosef says a Pasuk that many commentaries are bothered by. After he says, um, Why do you hear it twice? It's definitely going to happen. So Hashem's going to do it quickly. Paro should appoint a wise and understanding and perceptive man. And appoint him over Eretz He should appoint officers. And make sure they take care of Egypt. They should gather up all the food in the years of plenty. And it should be a picadon. And Paro is happy. Paro says to his servant, You ever see somebody like this? That has Ruach HaLokim in him? That's, that's amazing, this, this person. And many commentaries ask, from the Rishonim to the Achronim, who asked Yosef for advice? Paro says, tell me what my dream means. And he says that, and it's finished... After Yosef interprets it. From Pasik Lamed Gimel, that's not interpretation anymore. Who asked you for advice? When I want your advice, I'll ask you for it. And Yosef just gives it without even being asked. So this year we'll see from Rav Chaim Kenevsky in the time of the crop. In source number four, right here on the left side. Who asked him for advice? They called him just to interpret the dream. The Yeshlomar Lefipshuto. The Pashipshat. Sha'asazel Laharos Shebatuach Bepitrono. Shehu Emes. Veloshemanasa Liftar Ulai Hunachon. Yosef was sure. Yosef wanted to show Paro how sure he was. That he not only interpreted, he said, do this. Imagine if he'd listened to Yosef and then it was found not to be true. And Paro did all of this work for nothing. Nobody would risk that. Nobody would risk giving advice which might not happen. The fact that Yosef says that, whoa, he must be certain. That was to help convince Paro of the certainty of his interpretation. It wasn't like, ooh, lie. Maybe it means this. It's not a maybe. I'm not telling you a maybe. I'm telling you, yes, this is it. Maybe that's why he didn't like them. Because he saw they were wavering. He saw they weren't certain. What did Yosef say to the Sarah Mashkim at the end of last week's parsha? You'll go up and remember me and remind Paro. Remind them about me. Again, he's giving advice what to do. Gam kein laharos shehu batuach bepitrono. To show that he's certain. She is kayim ki hakodesh. And that's why it says, Bayar sarofim ki tov patar. The sarofim saw that he interpreted properly. So again, Rashi quotes because each one saw the interpretation of the other one's dream. But it says the time of the crow, pashibshat. He saw that he even gave advice, not advice, he, he asked him to do something based on the interpretation. He must be batuach. Wow. 
Right? What a diak. Yosef interprets, and Paro says, what a wise man. How do you know he's a wise man? Nothing happened yet. Why are you so convinced of his interpretations? How could you already call him a chacham if you don't know if it's true yet? So, again, various answers to that. But says the time of the Krah, because he saw he was so batuach. He saw he was so certain in his interpretation. And that is why he was impressed and he realized who Yosef, who Yosef is. Okay. So what happens? Yosef rises in the ranks and we have Yosef becoming the viceroy. You're going to be vice. Only the throne will be in my hands. Paro takes off his ring, his signet ring. He gives it to Yosef. He puts on the clothing. He puts a, a golden necklace on his neck. He rides him around in a special chariot. And he calls in front of him, Avrech. And he gave him all of Eretz Mitzrayim. This story sounds familiar. This story sounds familiar. Giving the ring, riding around, prancing over the town, calling in front of him. So that's exactly Purim. Right, that's Mordechai. And we could go through, we're not going to, many, at least 10 to 15 parallels between the Yosef story and the Mordechai story. Both. Both of them got a, got the ring of the king. Both of them got a ride on royal chariots. Both of them wore royal vestments. Many other examples as well. What is the parallel? What is the parallel? So there's a lot to talk about, but look in the Hagyonah Shal Torah, Refirer, notes that Yosef got more covered than Mordechai. Yosef got more covered. What did Yosef get more covered? Mordechai, Haman walked around with him, not Achashverosh. Right, it was actually, you know, the Haman. Yosef, they called him. Sounds like Paro himself was involved. And he rode on Paro's horse. Godo, line 11. Godo, kvodo shal Yosef, midei Paro. Mi kvodo shal Mordechai, midei Achashverosh. La Mordechai, amnam helbisho, lovush malchus, asher lovush boamelech. Mordechai got the royal vestments. Verkiviu asus, asher rochav, alavamelech. And he got the horse. But it was through another party. It was through Haman. It sounds like the king himself helped him onto the animal and clothed him. Achashverosh wasn't around when Mordechai got taken around. Mordechai. The king, you know, likes him. Eitzel Yosef, no one does anything unless you give the right. So why is that? He wonders. It's so many parallels, but why does Yosef even get even more covered? Why even more covered? Says the Hegiona Shaltorah. Shona zechuso shal Mordechai mischuso shal Yosef. It's different. He has three ideas. See if we do all of them. Number one, Mordechai amnami tzilas hamelech mimaves, avalas hamelech v'lo hamalchus. 
Mordechai saved the king's life. Yosef saved the kingdom. He didn't only save the king. He saved this society. He saved the entire population. He saved the Malchus, not just the Melech. So Mordechai saved the Melech. And the king came in Mochel and his covet, who can hear a muskal rishon, shemiskabo gamadaitam shal goyim, melech amhu asir todal amishu, if melech wants to say thanks to someone, enu yachov achozos lemchol akvodo, vichu. Mashenki enu Yosef, shu itzil gamas amalchus, falorakas amelech. Yosef saved the malchus, saved Mitzrayim. Kola am asir todal Yosef, ukvodo shal amu, lechabed, es hapatriotim shebisocho. The whole am is indebted to Yosef. Dead it to Yosef. It's not just the king. The king can't be mochel on his covet. But the Am, if the king is only just part of the Am, then the king takes part in it. Number one. Number two difference. Zosva'od. Kvodo shal Yosef hu gam kvodo shal paro. If Yosef gets covet, paro also gets covet. Yosef is viceroy. Yosef is the one that interpreted the dreams. Yosef is the one that declared, Paro, you are getting prophecy. You're getting nevuah. So, and then Yosef says, okay. And he puts them together and he, and he, you know, they're a team. Kvodo shall Yosef mefarsim b'chaleres mitzrayim es chalomo shall Paro. Ves petrono shall Yosef ke'echad. Right, the covet of Yosef is an extension of the covet of Paro. Chalomo shall Paro no saying covet Paro. Paro had the dream. Hashem was giving him a message. That's pretty, that's, that's covered. Hashem only told Paro what was going to happen. So if Yosef gets covered, people are like, oh, what did Yosef do? Oh, he interpreted the dream that Paro had, that God told Paro something. So any covered that Yosef gets, Paro gets too. So that's why Yosef got more in Israel. Paro gave it to him personally. Yosef, I'm sorry, Mordechai had nothing to do with Achashverosh. Mordechai saved Achashverosh's life, okay. V'ulai mishum kach, lo shama paro, b'kol Yosef, b'davar echad. Yosef amar yasef paro v'yafkit, p'kidim al-aretz. It was one thing, paro didn't listen to Yosef. Yosef said, get a person in charge and have people under him. Paro said, no, it's all you. Nobody under. Just you. Atati al-beisi v'alpicha yishakal anirach ha-kisei egdal v'imekah. So number one, Yosef didn't, by, by Mordechai, Mordechai saved the Melech. Yosef saved the Malchus. And the Malchus is a larger, qualitatively, and the Melech will be part of that, covet. Number two, Yosef's covet is Paro's covet. Mordechai's covet has nothing to do with Achashverosh's covet. He gives a third answer at the end also, which we're not going to go into so much. Bu'ulai Otsi Balahavdil. Bein Mordechai li Yosef. Mordechai Yehudi chai begalus. Bizman alohaisa li Yehudim eretz mishelahem. At the time of the Purim story, the Jews really didn't have Eretz Yisrael. Right, it was during the 70 years. Most of the Jews were in Bavel, scattered, exiled. Begalus ain Yehudi yachol agiel akavigadol. To get to the greatest heights in the world, if there's no Jews in Eretz Yisrael, then Jews anywhere in the world are limited. Because that zehut, that identity, that connection is not there. 
גם יהודי שמצבו עושה מלך ועושה מלכוס כאחד. כבודו מוגבל, לא גדול מדי. In the zman of Yosef, the Jews had a land, right? The Shvatim was in Eretz Canaan. Eretz Canaan was where they lived. Jews in Eretz Canaan. And when Jews have their own land, that a Jew anywhere could stand proudly anywhere in the world. Right? How much identity and Jews have been saved just by the fact that there is something, there's a, there's a Jewish state, and Jews throughout the world connect and identify with that state. And that's what he says. That's the difference between there was no state then, but the Jews lived in Eretz Canaan in, with their, with their, in their own control, unlike in the days of Purim. Okay. Moving right along. Paragman Bays. Paragman Bays. The difficulty starts for the brothers. They come in, and Yosef takes away Shimon. Where's your other brother? And they didn't know, as we know, they didn't know that Yosef understood what they were saying. There was the melitz between them. Pasik chaf alaf. Membeis chaf alaf. Yomari shalachiv. Abal Hashem imanachnu were guilty. Alachinu. Asharinu b'saras nafsho b'schananu elena v'lo shamanu. He cried to us. He pleaded with us. Right? We don't know these details from earlier. And we can imagine. What did it say in last week's parsha? They met Yosef. They took off his coat. They dipped it in blood. They threw him in the pit. Doesn't say anything about Yosef. But we can imagine Yosef begging and screaming and thrashing. 17 years old, but you're up against, you know, 10 brothers. No, you don't stand the chance. You don't stand the chance. So what do they say here? He pleaded with us. We didn't listen. That's why this Sarah comes. That's why this Sarah came. Says Rabbi Wasserman. You know, in the collection, they put Rebbe Hanan's thoughts on the Torah. Or, let's just read one other Pasuk. Later on, right, Yosef refilled all of their bags, and on the way out, they make their first pit stop, they open up their knapsacks, and they see their wallets, they see all the food, and they get scared. Pasuk Chavches, Vayetzi Liban Vayechardu Eshalachiv Lemar. Their heart went out. Everybody was scared. Mazos asa Elokim lanu. They recognize it's Yad Hashem. They recognize it's an Onesh. They recognize Hashem is involved here. Says Rabbi Hanan, Tchuna hi ba'adam. It's human nature. Lizkof lezuchuso es kol esegav. Anything that I accomplish in life, I take credit for. It's natural. I made money, and I, um, you know, ran fast, or I gave a great cheer. It's all me. I did this, and I did that. Kavid v'chol dvar, ashir is kavid v'chol dvar tov, achar shemis arelo. Huroe v'chol leila totsami kishorosov. I put in the hard work. I pushed myself. I invested, and that's, this is, this is the results of that. Kochi v'otsim yadi asali ezachayel azeh. Luumazos, but what happens when something bad happens? When I fail, when I get stuck, I don't say it's me. I could come up with every excuse in the book, every external reason. Kasher Misrachim etzlo mikrim uma o reos ra'im 
who yored matav and imsa b'madron, we're in a slope. Who told us hachisaron ba'achir and b'simus chisonius? Everything and anything, but it's not me. It's because of my friend. It's because of my children. It's because of my parents. It's because of the weather. It's because of anything. It's because of anything. As the tafazu on a rom gamet salamim, right? The nations. Him told him a sibos hamashper. Right, this was talking about the Great Depression, I think. Why is there no food in the world? Because of this economic reason and that economic reason. And everything is the other country's fault. And everything is, you know, that country on the other, the other side of the world, it's their fault. All the problems, every country. If you're in America, it's all China's fault. Right, if you're in uh, Israel, it's all that fault. Right, everybody, you always pick a country far away. Their fault that our economy is messed up. I'm not giving, I just gave silly examples, but he says, that's what nations do. But when they succeed in something, ah, oh, that's us. National pride. When we succeed in something, ah. Oh. When we fail, it's not us. And the brothers did not do that. When the brothers met trouble and failed, they immediately took credit. These made up stories. Yosef abilti mukar miyad amdu v'amra. What they say? Aval Hashem imanachnu. It's our fault. Ein zeratosh l'amishal melech. Is it the vice president's fault? No. Osibos acheros elo anu evenu zos alzvenu. We brought it on ourselves. They didn't look for external reasons. Sibos acheros lo chipsu bichlau. Kol mashes rachish gam lo hayem mikrebeinam. It wasn't coincidental. They didn't waver in screaming out, Mazos Asalakimlana, what did Hashem do to us? And that's what we have to recognize. Both are from Akadish Baruchu and from us. We take the credit for the gains, we have to take the credit, so to speak, for the losses. It's a package deal. It's a package deal. And the brothers teach us in their tshuva, in their process of tshuva, which the Ramban says last week's parsha that was what Yosef was doing to try to get them to do tshuva. But in there, and he felt that they were, I'm sorry, he felt that they were uh, fulfilling the prophecies. Other, I think that Barbanel says, and others that getting them to do tshuva. But this was this was a, a major part of it that we that we learned from. Okay, one more thought um, on the parsha, and then two thoughts on Inyani Chanika. So what happens? The brothers go back to Eretz Canaan, and there's no food. And Yo- Yaakov tells them, okay, go to Mitzrayim. No, we can't go without Binyamin. We can't go without Binyamin. Okay, don't go. They sit, and they sit, and they sit, until finally there's, there's nothing to talk about, and they have, to, they have to go. They go back to Yaakov. Yaakov says, okay, go. And they say, oh, we get... Where's the Pasuk? Let me just find it. Vayomer Yehuda el Yisrael Aviv. Membeis Ches. Yehuda says to Yisrael, Shilcha Hanar Iti, Venakum Avadelecha. Send him with me. Venichye Valonamus. And we will live and not die. Gamanachnu, Gamata, Gantapenu. Give him to me. Give him to me, and we will, we will take care, I will take care of it. And then the Pasik, which is quoted Lahalacha, I'm the Arif. If I don't bring Binyamin back, it's on me. 
I will sin for all days. What does this mean? Kalayamim. Rashi quotes Kalayamim. La olam haba. Yehuda is risking his olam haba to make sure that Yaakov is convinced that Yehuda is going to bring him back. Nothing's going to stop me. Fascinating. Asks the Avnei Nezer. The Shemi Shmuel quotes the Avnei Nezer. I gave it to you from the Berachayim. Um, because he quotes this, and if you look in the Avni Nezer, they are in Chayisara, it's just two lines, but he expands upon it and just says it in a, uh, in a more expansive way. And that is, we already had earlier in the Parsha, Ruvain says to his father, I'll give two of my sons. I'll sacrifice two of my sons, so to speak, if I'm going to bring them back. I'll give two of my sons. Right? Earlier, Lamid Zion. What does Ruvain say? Give him to me. What does Yaakov say? No way. And now Yehuda says this. It's on me. He agrees. What's the difference? Was it just like cumulative? Now they're really starving? Why did Yaakov trust Yehuda and not Ruvain? And what did Chazal say to Ruvain? You're going to give two sons? You're a fool. What? They're your sons. They're my grandsons. Yeah, take, my two sons can be killed. Those are my two grandsons. So that's why he calls him a fool. And what about here? Yehuda says, I'll give my Olam Haba. It's a son. Why didn't Yehuda also get a Shota comment? Says the Avnei Nezer. 18. What's the difference? What's the difference? See, he quotes from the Avnei Nezer. Shalachal Basar Vadam, line thirty. Yish kochos ne'alamim u'vetimirim shein amishtamish bohem. There are certain powers inside of us that are untapped, that we only recognize that we have and use in extreme circumstances. U'bekochos elo yish biyadolasos dvarim shalohaya ola aldas me'olam shalohaya yish biyadolasosam. Sometimes staying up awake because somebody's in the hospital. Maybe Rahman al-Islan. Somebody gets stuck under something extremely heavy, a, a car wheel or something. There are stories that people pick up a car. These powers that, that come out at extreme times that we don't even, even know. Kagona Barakman Ari, somebody's running away from a lion. Or a bardalas. You're gonna run like 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 you would never thought that you'd be able to run. That's only when you realize it's that's it. There's no choice. I got to do this. Yaakov hears Ruvain and he calls him a bachar shote. Why? Because it wasn't Ruvain. Ruvain says, "Okay, you love people, love their children, but here it's not about himself." And therefore, Yaakov wasn't sure. He has two other sons, also. Excuse me. But Yehuda says, "It's my olam haba." And I'm, I'm risking it. I'll make sure to bring Binyamin back. Yaakov hears that. He realizes Yehuda's going to stop at nothing. And if it means those powers inside of him that he doesn't even realize that he had, he's going to use them. He's going to use them. Kibo Yaakov is hatsa'asov, v'sholach imos Binyamin. Kibahai gavna bevadi is amitz, v'chol kochos nafsho, ha'pnimiyim. Lachzira olavim. He's definitely going to bring him back. That's power. Recognizing the powers that we have within us. Okay. So the Pasuk, as I mentioned earlier, says, 
where Yosef says to prepare the Shrita, Mem Gimel Tezayin, says the Limude Nisan, right, that this is a Remez, the Mepharshim quote to Hanukkah, the last letter of Tevach is Ches, put with the next four letters, Vahachain, mix around the letters, Hanukkah. Number one. Vahachain also, Chazal Darshin, from the word Hachana, that Yosef kept Shabbos. He kept Shabbos. In the same Pasuk, we have a Remes to Hanukkah, and we have a Remes to Shabbos. What's the connection between the two? So he says one idea, and he alludes to another one, but he doesn't say it. But we'll say it. Yavan recognized that the Jews were in the minority, Rabin Bamiatim, and they wanted us to assimilate. They wanted us to be part of their culture. And therefore, they told us, right, give in. You're such a small group. Be like us. And the Hashmanam felt, no, no, no. I know we're small, we're tiny, but we're not Batel. We're not Batel. We'll fight to make sure we keep our identity. Because you don't go by the rove. To me, it could be significant also. And that's the power and the message of the victory of Hanukkah, Rabbi Ben Miatim, in Ruch Gashmias and Ruchnias. In the world, most of the Jews were Hellenists. Most of the Jews, well, we were surrounded by Yavanim. Doesn't matter. That's the message of Hanukkah. Rabbi Ben Miatim. And he says maybe that's the message of Shabbos also. Shabbos is Yom Shekulo Shabbos. Shabbos is Olam Haba. Shabbos is totally different. So you might say, but Shabbos, six days of the week. It's only one day. It's kind of bata. How can one day make a difference? Six weekdays, only one Shabbos? The answer is, no, no, no. That's Shabbos. Shabbos could be mashpia. Shabbos is not batel. Shabbos is not batel. One idea. Another idea, he alludes to this idea earlier, but he doesn't flesh it out. And that is, the Yavanim tried to be mevalbel us and confuse us. Even started learning, right, the Septuagint. But the, the Hashbonam recognized they saw with clarity. They had clarity what they needed to do. And they conquered confusion, spiritual confusion. That's Hanukkah. Clarity, religious clarity over spiritual confusion. And after all, that's Shabbos as well, as we know. Shabbos gives us clarity. Shabbos gives us the time and the situation to be able to, to focus on what's important in life, focus on what we know, connecting to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Osi so both Shabbos and Hanukkah are about having clarity of our relationship and connection with HaKadosh Baruch Okay, one final point from the Shemana Tov on the Moadim Persume Nisa. So we know there are three mitzvahs related to Persume Nisa, the three mitzvahs where we make a special bracha, Neiris Hanukkah, Mikra Megillah, and Dalit Kosos. Three mitzvahs Durabanan. Right, we say Sha'asanisim by two of them. By Dalit Kosos, we say Asher Ga'alanu, also a special Birchas Shevach, related. Those are also the three mitzvahs where it says in the Gemara, women are obligated because of Afein Hayu, Bo'oso, Bo'oso Anes. Says Rabbi Weinberger here in the Shemana Tov, each one of these has a different level of Pursu Benisa, though. Each one. 
Pesach, you're in your house. Pesach is presume nisa, and the focus is on the family. Purim, you're with your family in shul. So it's a larger, larger circle of presume nisa. Mishloach manos, matanos lavyonim. And Hanukkah is even one step further. It's to the world. It's to the world. You put it out by the door. You put it by the window. It's to the world. That's the Pursumenus of Hanukkah, to be an or in the darkness. But says the Shemanatov, there are prerequisites to be able to fulfill this Pursumenisa. Two prerequisites. He puts them together, but I'll... Two prerequisites. Number one. The mitzvah is still formulated. Though it's for the world, the mitzvah is formulated as ner ish ubeso. It's formulated as a family mitzvah that has to radiate out. The way that we can radiate out to the world is by focusing on our family and trying to inspire and improve and bring up our family. Looking inwards to be able to then to be mashpia outwards. You have to take who's with you in your house. To try our best. To try our best. So it's Nerishu Beso at the root in order to then to be Mashpia out. But then there's another idea. And he says, we know the Nerus are Osrul Hishtamesh Bahem. Osrul Hishtamesh Bahem. You're not allowed to get Hanoa from the Nerus. Because when you're trying to go out there and inspire people, there can't be any personal benefit that's involved. No personal nagias. Because if I'm in it for anything personal, I'm not going to succeed. I'm not going to have that siyata deshmaya. prati That's alluded to in Asur Lashtamish Laora. The or of the Pursumenis of Hanukkah is not for our personal benefit. When we're trying to mash, be mashpia on others, it has to be lishma. It has to be because we're doing God's work. It has to be that we're connecting, we're connecting with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and we are doing our best to be able to, to um, do what we can in terms of, of creating that Ruchnias. So we should all be zochet to be able to have that, um, have that element the element of all the Pursumenisas, the Pursumenisa of the family, the Pursumenisas of the, of the shul and the community and the Pursumenisa of the world. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu should, Hu Yachzeh Lano Nisim Neflos, Kamosha Asalav Oseinu, Bayam Emahem, Bazman Hazeh.